This is a mother-daughter podcast, but it is not for kids. This podcast will be discussing adult subject matter that may not be suitable for all ages. Listener discretion is advised. Episode three of the Don't Look Podcast. This is a podcast where I watch movies with my daughter so that you don't have to with yours. Daughter, granddaughter, person that you're in charge of, younger sibling, son, grandson, whatever. Child. Child, younger person, first date, someone who might be uncomfortable. Don't watch it. Or do watch it. Do watch it. Just follow our advice when you do. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's the best advice that's we the can best, do. That's the best way to do it. Do watch it because we're watching great film. Let me just tell you guys, we're not going to watch it. Well, at least so far, we're not going to watch anything that we do not enjoy. Yeah. Because great cinema is what we're watching. Um, Who are you? My name is Kat. I'm Kat's mom. (laughs) (laughs) And we are recording this on the third floor in the lair, the podcast lair, my lair. lair. It's really my lair. It's not Kat's lair. It's not my lair. I'm just invited in, You're here, just to invited in here to record and then edit this podcast. And it is about 45,000 degrees in here and I'm currently melting. It is like it's super hot super outside hot. and then it's and just it's really like super it's like an attic. Inside. Attic. No, we actually have an attic because that's Wait, where what? The, Yeah, there's an attic because that's where the guy lives. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? There's, a, there's an attic in, in the office and that's that was the joke that the guy from Silent Night, Deadly Night lives no not silent i'm sorry um black christmas lives up there <laughs> when, when did, it's been here since we've been living in this house we've been living in this house no, no, for no, almost no. two years I understand that part. when did this joke start that you have with rodney i guess forever ago <laughs> so before we moved in here like when we saw the crawl space <laughs> guys i didn't know about this joke i feel very left out <laughs> <laughs> i really would have sworn that you knew about it so if anyone has seen uh black christmas and i'm hoping that you did and if you didn't we will we'll have to do that one because the yeah. holidays are coming so please let us a, know i i like it i know some people don't that's not the one that we have on track for the holiday no. season right now no it's not but we, we're so off you. track we we were very conscientious before we started this podcast i know it doesn't sound like it but i swear we were <laughs> we were we, we really made were. a whole list of movies we we're gonna do we and we're so, so far off. well and yeah we're yeah. so far this off. one is the only one that we've gotten like right on the money so far i think uh yeah i think so um yeah. yeah just so you guys know the holiday season is also my birthday choice so i'm gonna choose the best holiday season one that i can cause... unless you guys really want to hear black christmas <laughs> Unless you guys really want to hear Black Christmas, or you guys or we'll don't do care a about bonus Christmas, episode. and I guess just pick whatever movie you maybe want. Maybe they want to hear a Hanukkah movie. Do we have a Hanukkah movie? I bet we can find one. We'll find one for we'll you guys. We'll find an uncomfortable Hanukkah film if we have to. I mean, we can probably find like a winter solstice one too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I bet we, we can find witches. The I, witches. It was easy to find one for a, a May Day. That's the that's the really easy one. That one we will probably do next year. That one's I fantastic. love that one. But yeah, we kind of started this whole thing in a weird way. Yeah, we did. Anyway, <laughs> so Sorry about we, that. we are on the third floor. It's hot, but there is another space above us. We're not sitting in an attic. I assure you, we're sitting in a sweet lair. It is not an attic, but it is on it's the third floor. It's very close to being an there attic. There is an attic above us, 
where the guy from Black Christmas lives Which and creeps hard. out and walks around our There's house. There's not much like space between this and the top of like I yeah. enough for a guy to live in if I he's creepy. I don't believe that, but I will trust you. <laughs> it's um, true. We have pictures, <laughs> not of the guy, but of the space. <laughs> I was like, bro, you can back up a second. All right, so just a little I bit. I don't want to offend the ghost that lives here. We do have a ghost that lives here. In case you guys that, didn't know, we do that live is in a real. The house. guy, the guy who lives above us, is a jerk, but the, the ghost is the real. Ghost is real. And we got the tall Grady Hendrix. Our favorite author, Grady Hendrix, was at the drive-in not too far from us. And the Mahoning drive-in. Uh, shout out to the Mahoning. Early shout-outs. Early shout-outs. Um, and we got to see him there, and he did this really good speech. There was a second part to the speech, but we did not say for the second day. We'd only go for the first one. It's fantastic. If you ever have an opportunity to, to see anything that – if you have an opportunity to read Grady Hendrix, please read, read Hendrix. his books. He is, like, my favorite author of all time. Fantastic. He, write, he writes horror no- novels. A lot of them are set in the South. He's from the South originally, and – he, he just gets it his writing is fantastic it, it's funny it's scary it's sad it's just all the things all the you're things. gonna be like laughing terrified crying like all in the same book it's great you like step into a completely different world and he does such a good job of like embodying the characters and making them such real people like i would love to be able to do that and let me tell you when you talk to him he's just like a real just person. Like a regular guy and he's like happy to chit chat and he's just he was, so like, approachable so, like, we were like oh yeah we live him. in a haunted house and he was so interested he engaged he <laughs> asked so many questions yeah. at not one point did he disbelieve us and be like yeah okay whatever no and he was like <laughs> totally like oh my gosh tell me all about that like and what happened why do you yeah. still live there like, all of this stuff. and we're like well it was amazing you know so shout out to grady hendrix shout out to grady hendrix. we love you yes you can come on our podcast if you want i think so yeah. although this is the podcast where we do talk all over each other so i hope That's you guys can understand <laughs> everything we everything said. we're saying i also hope that for those of you who don't directly know us our voices are different enough that, <laughs> that you know who's you talking. know who's talking <laughs> i will say so just to boil it down in case we talked all over each other yes sorry Mahoning Drive-In is fantastic if you ever want to go to then I know there's far and few between drive-ins now but we're, we're lucky enough to actually have like two relatively close to us and we we go to the Mahoning whenever we can and which is fantastic drive-ins are, are disappearing everywhere I know we're big fans of Joe Bob Briggs shout out to Joe Bob Briggs and Darcy Ooh. the Mail Girl and the drive-in will never die and it won't and especially if we can support our local drive drive-ins we've got like I said we've got like two in our area we go to the Mahoning Whenever we get a chance. This was my first time at the Mahoning because yeah. Mahoning is normally reserved for date night. Date night, yeah, yeah, I love but... date night at the drive-in. So yeah, we we go whenever we can because it's just like a treat. It's like for us, it's like a throwback. For like a Gen Z, it's like a young, you know, it's like a new kind of retro it's really experience. Fun, yeah, you know, but um, they do a lot of really cool um, events. just events and everything. Like they just have like a Godzilla thing or whatever. They had like a giant Godzilla statue. We saw yeah. pictures on the gram. So this was like the haunted house thing. They invited Grady Hendrix. Grady Hendrix is a just funny and awesome and just completely approachable just like regular person just like really gave, cool guy you have one of the best like speeches lectures type deals that yeah. i have ever heard it was wonderful yeah. funny i wish i could have had it recorded so i could listen to it again yeah, really really great so if you have the opportunity and you like horror support grady hendrix support grady <laughs> he hendrix because he's just a nice guy <laughs> if <laughs> like, you like movies support your local drive-in support your drive-in support i'm sure your you authors. can find someone support your local authors he's... support everything yes yeah, support as long as it's good support it makes podcast. you happy all right anyway. anyway this is a little bit about our podcast in case you guys are new and you probably are because it's only episode three so if you didn't want to go back and bother listening to the other two i understand completely fair um this is a podcast where we watch movies that are freaking awesome 
We watch only the best of the cream of the crop around here. Creme de la creme. Creme de la creme. We watch a lot of horror movies, but we're like, we'll throw in some others here and there just because they're cool anyway. They're good films and they're things that should be seen. In case you haven't noticed, horror is the genre that we both really enjoy, hence why we watch a lot of horrors. But we will throw in other things because we're, we're multidimensional people. Yep. Um, it's usually stuff that maybe you haven't seen. Most people may not have seen in a while. Um, we haven't done any new stuff. I don't know that we have any super new stuff coming up. Maybe. Not maybe, on our list. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see how the wind blows. Um, but it's it's stuff that is good and maybe you want to share it with someone. Maybe you're, you're a parent and you want to pass it on to your child. Like in my situation, maybe you're a grandparent and you want to do that or a guardian or an older sibling or an aunt or uncle, cousin, whatever. Or just like a fun neighbor. Or a fun neighbor or just like maybe you want to share it with your friend, but your friend's maybe a little like not into the genre or maybe like hasn't really dipped their toes into a lot of cinema or anything and you're just like but this is a classic film everyone's seen this and then you go to put it on you're like oh my god i totally forgot about that part oh super good warning what am i gonna do with this and then you kind of just sit there and you stare at the screen and you try not to look at each other and you just wait for the thing to be over and you sweat and you keep your hands folded and you're just like oh my god when is this gonna be done you like pretend to look away like you're not actually paying attention and then never speak of it again yep so we're here to watch those movies, get through those uncomfortable parts, let you know exactly where they are. We'll give you timestamps for when they occur. We'll give you the timestamp for when they're done. So we'll give you a brief a brief description of, of those moments as are. well, yep. so that you know and you feel okay missing them without like actually missing plot points. Yep. And we'll give you some general overall trigger warnings if there's some things in there that are just generally uncomfortable thematic themes. Thematic themes. <laughs> thematic, <laughs> thematic occurrences just through the movie. Like if there's you know if it deals with child abuse or rape or Whatever the heck might be happening, this one is going to be maybe some uh, military stuff. So, I mean, we're going to let you know that there's things that are just in the movie and maybe you want to pass all together. So that's, that's kind of what we're about. And with that, this is our first non-horror. It's also the first one that I have yet to see. And I haven't seen in quite some time. But you know what? Happy birthday, Marka. Happy birthday to Marka. Marka. This is your July, July episode. We're going to do... The Francis Ford Coppola 1979 masterpiece of Apocalypse Now. Okay, that was terrible. This this movie deserves more accolades. (laughs) (laughs) Apocalypse Now. Apocalypse Now. It's got a runtime of two hours and 33 minutes, and it stars everyone you know. Marlon Brando, Martin Sheen, Dennis Hopper, Lawrence Fishburne, um, Harrison Ford. it's, It's a laundry list of just amazing people. So this is going to, you know, it's a military film. It's going to take place in Vietnam. There's, like, some special ops. There's going to be some guns, some explosions, some all kind of, of things that are going to be happening in here. So right now, if you're if you're not a, a military movie or war movie type person, I don't know that you want to get involved. Guys, it, I'm not a military type, war type, movie type person. I'm just not a big fan of those. But and Which is totally valid. Totally valid. Um if you got some PTSD issues, if you, if you served yourself or if you have something like that going on and you and you want to give this one a miss, I completely understand 100% because it, it does get rough. Um, that being said, I believe that it's definitely worth a watch. I will watch a lot of things. She will. But um, I think that this is, is one. It's, it's some good cinema. I think there are a lot of things to be appreciated here, and I think it's going to be worth getting through those uncomfortable moments to see it. So I think we should give it a watch. I'm not looking forward to it because I don't like war movies. But but you like good cinema. I love good cinema. So, so I say we give it a watch. Let's give it a watch. Let's give it a watch. All right. I'm going to get some popcorn going. Uh, 
I will find the film. All right. Sounds like a plan. And we'll see you guys after the movie. Whoop. Hello, I'm Francis Ford Coppola, and I present for you Apocalypse Now Final Cut. I'm enthusiastic about the version because I realized, well, I want to make a version that I like. It's longer than the 1979 version, but shorter than Apocalypse Redux. And it's the one I recommend to you as my favorite. It looks better than it ever looked and sounds better than it ever sounded. I invite you to enjoy this movie, Apocalypse Now Final Cut. Thank you. When I was home after my first tour, all I could think of was getting back into the jungle. I wanted a mission. And for my sins, they gave me one. When it was over, I'd never want another. didn't like the film well it's good it's good i just i don't like war movies they make me very angry and this one was very like sad and weird and it was a good movie it was a it good did exactly film. what it was supposed to do and made you yeah. feel all the things that it was supposed to make it you did feel. and i will just probably be inexplicably well not very really inexplicably but just i will be angry probably for the rest of this recording and I'm unreasonably sorry. angry i will be unreasonably that is the word i was looking for i will be unreasonably angry throughout the rest unreasonably of angry i get it. so angry when i watch war films guys i i'm sorry <laughs> i don't know how else to say that I just, 
war makes me very angry. I, I've grown an appreciation of military and war films over time, I think. I, I remember not liking them very much and then just kind of slowly evolving into, you know what, you know, I, I kind of I kinda can understand these a little bit more. And maybe some of that comes with experience. Maybe some of it is just who I am. I don't know. But um, I think that your father has some influence on that because Pop is like... Yeah, I, but I never used to care for any of that stuff. Mm. Like, he watched a bunch of stuff, so that would just be like, whatever. I really feel like, and we're talking about, uh, like, Predator a little earlier, and I, I almost feel like Predator's kind of like a gateway film. Yeah, because Predator is one of my, like, I love <laughs> Alien, but I don't really like Predator because Predator has all those war undertones to it, and it makes all me angry. All that military stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like, covert ops and all that kind of yeah. thing. But I feel like... This movie, while it takes place in and around the Vietnam War, is kind of not really about. It's not. It's about something deeper than, like, not deeper. That. Yeah, it's not really about the Vietnam War. It's like its own separate political battle esque thing that's happening. Well, and I think it's not even about that. I think it's about you know the notion of of home and, and what home is and. Whether yeah. or not you can ever go back there, depending on, you I would know, say that's definitely the overarching theme of the story. Where you are in your life and, and like what you've done and what you've seen, either geographically where you are or just where you are in your own journey, I think it has a lot to do with it. Yeah. So, to me, that's kind of the, where, the, where the it The overarching goes. theme yeah, of the film, which what I completely... Oh, pizza's here! I don't know if you guys can hear, but our cat has decided... One of our cats has decided to join us. And, and be and super loud. Be and super loud. Show how sharp her claws are on the rug. Thanks, thanks, Pizzi. You're very strong. We appreciate you. Very strong little cat. <laughs> yes, you are. Yeah. So, definitely an overarching theme of home. Either way, I think this movie is great. I think it is something that, if you ever have had any fantasies of a very moist Martin Sheen. I think this will fulfill like, all of your fantasies so for you. Moist. Like, <laughs> He's dripping moister. in every scene. Yeah, moister than anyone else in the film. He's completely just, like extra sweaty dripping. I don't know if he's just like a naturally sweaty guy. I don't know if they just made him extra sweaty. I don't know what it was. But you'll see like, you know, a bunch of the guys in the boat and they'll all just be chilling like villains named Bob Dylan and he'll be just like in a puddle. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be physically melting. He'll be marinating in his own juices for one reason or another. So regardless of whatever else goes on in this film, if if a moist Martin Sheen really turns you on, then I'd say this is a a cannot miss. Cannot miss. Cannot miss. Yeah. All right. So I guess just a – this isn't going to be like the last one where we had to break everything down. I think for our uncomfortable moments, we can pretty much just do a a nice short summary here. Yeah, but – this is a three-hour film that we watched. I know originally we said that the runtime was going to be two hours and 30-odd minutes, but we ended up watching the final cut. So that came in at a runtime of three, three hours, hours. One minute, 59 seconds. So right. about three, 302. Yeah, so we're about there. So our timestamps may be a little bit different for you. If you're watching just the regular version, we did somehow end up watching the final cut version, which we didn't realize when we turned it on. Um, happy accidents uh so that's what we watched um so basically for those of you that aren't familiar with the film 
if you're familiar at all with Francis Ford Coppola, you kind of already know what you're getting into. Um, it, it's just, it, it's crazy. It starts out, you know, already, just from the jump, I think Martin Sheen is moist and kind of, like, losing, a, losing his mind yeah. a little bit. Yeah, for real. He, he, you know, he's a soldier. He's been to Vietnam. It kind of ruined his life. Um, it ruined caused him to get divorced. It yeah, caused ruined him to his like, marriage, ruined yeah. his family, the whole deal. Um, you know, and it, 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 right off the bat, it kind of smacks you with that like home going notion that we kind of talked about a little bit where he's like, I, you know, I can't like right. I, when I was there, I just wanted to be home. When I was home, I just wanted to be back. Yeah. Like this is no longer his home right. now that he's here. He just wants to be in the jungle again. Right. So he's just kind of sitting around in Saigon just waiting for a new mission, which comes to get him. And then he ends up being told, hey, you're going to go into, you know, the heart of darkness, which, of course, this is, you know, loosely based on the book by Joseph Conrad, um, Heart of Darkness. Like, we're going to send you into the middle of absolute hell, nowhere, and you're going to bring out this guy, Colonel Kurtz, who has gone absolutely batshit crazy and kind of has decided to take matters into his own hands and kind of start his own kingdom kind of in the middle of the jungle and just like kill whoever he wants bring in whoever he wants just do whatever he wants and the u.s military isn't too cool with that so they're like we want you to go in there and you know what was the it was the exterminate with extreme prejudice um just get rid of them just wipe them out so here goes our, our moist buddy martin sheen and he's he gets on a boat and they tell him, they tell him, they're, they're like, no one knows about this mission. No one will yeah. ever know about yeah, this mission. This is mission. one of those like, undercover like things. super top secret yeah. undercover. Like, no one can know any of the details except for you. Right. This never happened. This never happened. Never will happen. Never will happen. Nothing. So he gets on a boat with some other guys. Four other guys? Four other guys. And they make a, a journey into the jungle where he confronts Colonel Kurtz. In, like, his kingdom. In his kingdom, which is amazeballs. It's like, just crazy. So crazy. It's crazy. absolutely crazy, guys. It's so crazy. And, I mean, you kind of start out with a crazy Martin Jean, and then it just gets crazier from there. So it's you, you meet the guys, and you think, like, okay, well, maybe this will be all right. But every single character that you meet is, like, wackadoodle-doo. Like, there's something just, like, completely off. And he goes to see, it was the, the mobile cav- cavalry that's going to, like, help the guy, the boat oh, yeah. get to where it needs to go so that the, to the River Delta so they could go further inland and, and find the colonel. And he's, like, obsessed with surfing, and he happens to have, like, this famous surfer as part of, as part of the crew, the, Lance. Yeah. So he's, Not like, the guy that they meet, the guy that we're following. Yeah. So then, um, you know, it, it kind of, like, gets him entry. So he's like, yeah, I'll get you this place because... We can surf. The waves are going to be awesome. I'm going to clear this place out, and we'll be able to do all this stuff because the rest of these waves are for shit, so it's going to be awesome. <laughs> and like, that's how they get their transport to even like get in there, and then it's just kind of an acid trip after that. Like It just gets weirder and weirder and weirder yeah. Like the longer you watch. And even the characters who seemed pretty normal at first just end up being very much not normal. Not okay. No one's okay. No one is okay. No one's okay. In this movie, and and that's kind of how it goes. So, yeah, it, it goes all the way up to the end, where I think our last uncomfortable moment is almost all the way at the end. 
two hours, 49 minutes. Yeah. So, yeah. so again, this was the three-hour version that we watched. So it probably would come a little sooner if you're watching the two-and-a-half-hour version. Um, but, yeah, so that's kind of that's kind of what happens. So there's a bunch of crazy people who have seen too much yeah, horrible stuff. There's a lot of death and tragedy in this yeah. one and, like, all of that. And, you know, just... Can it be overcome? Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. And, uh, you know, away we go. And, yeah, just warnings over all stuff. It's death, tragedy, gore. Lots of gore and If you are uncomfortable with the horrors of war, and I mean absolute horrors, I mean, like, I know the opening of Saving Private Ryan is kind of harsh. I mean, this was just, like, dead bodies everywhere. Everywhere. All the time. Blood, guts, heads. Yeah, yeah, just like all over the place, all the time. Um, a lot of explosions, a lot of gunfire, a lot of regular fire, a lot of everything, um, just happening all the time. A lot of people getting killed, a lot of blood guts, um, a lot of disparaging terms for the Vietnamese people because this was during the Vietnamese conflict. So we have that. Um, just a lot of overarching stuff there. So if you're Un, like completely uncomfortable with the idea of a war movie and especially a war movie who kind of pulls no punches at all then you might want to give this one a miss um however if you're you're okay with that stuff and you're along for the ride it is an exquisite film i think it's really good um i think it's just a wild ride even with the three hours i think maybe at some points it kind of goes on a little long but um, I don't know if you can hear our dog growling. She's trying to play with the cat. This is the our, <laughs> our pod, one of our pod pups, uh, Velma, who is featured on our gram. So <laughs> She's go check us out there. Desperately trying to play with the cat who desperately does not want to play with her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. But yeah. Oh so, yeah. Any other? I mean, it's just it's if you are uncomfortable yeah. with the horrors of war, don't watch this. It's because it it holds nothing back. It holds yeah. nothing back. So I just will say and that. Even for me, who hate, does not like war movies by any means, I have to appreciate that this was a good film. It's a good movie. I will probably never watch it again. <laughs> it's not one that you want to go back. It's like, oh, you know, what am I doing on Saturday? Let me just throw this one on. No, it's not. It's it's the complete opposite of what we watched last week. Where I kept saying it is it not a fun, a fun romp. romp. It is the opposite of a fun romp. Um, it's an unfun it's romp. An unfun romp. It's just <laughs> a lot. I will probably never watch it again. I probably would not recommend it unless someone really likes war movies, but... I mean, it, I, I think it's a good movie. I think in and of itself, I think this, this, I think if you're into film, you yes. need to watch it because the stuff that they do is It's really amazing. cool. Like, I like that there's like no opening credit scene. You're just kind of like in the story. It's not set like as a movie. It's like, this is a thing that you're having. Like, you're just involved now. And you can't get out. You can't get out. You can't go home. Which, yeah, it like ties back <laughs> to, I don't know. It's kind of cool. The way that it was shot is really cool. A lot of it's like in shadow and stuff. So at least I can appreciate that. But gosh, I you're ugh. not gonna feel good after you watch this. No, I you're feel not gonna want bad. I feel very bad. Yeah, guys. I wouldn't recommend this one for a date night, unless you no. guys are just real cinephiles and you're just like, you know what? Let's watch this movie and then break it down because 
This yeah. is another one you could go down some rabbit holes and you could have a whole conversation about this and that and the nuance of all these things. And, you know, it, it's it's hard not to do that because there's so much to digest scene by scene. But, again, we're not here for that. That's not what this is about. We're just here to tell you what makes this movie uncomfortable and how uncomfortable it was for us to watch it together. And I think there are definitely, um, in this film, some parts that are intentionally uncomfortable. Most of the film, Most of the film is, is intentionally <laughs> uncomfortable. Um, just to watch, to, to make you feel awful. Um, you know, I think that that's, that's very purposeful and that's, that's a thing. So just be prepared to just feel icky, you know, while you're doing it. But um, just, it may, we're going to hit the parts that make it feel uncomfortable to watch with, you know, maybe your, your mom or your grandma or your, your pop or whoever's watching this with you. It's probably not going to be your mom. I don't think a lot of moms going to be like, let's put on Yeah, I don't know. Apocalypse now. It seems a lot more like a dad thing. It feels kind of more like a dad movie. I'm not trying to be sexist or like genderist or whatever. Not not by any means. We're but not about that life. But I think probably This is like a stereotypical dad yeah, type of movie. Yeah. I, I pro- probably like 7 out of 10 times I feel like dad's going to be like, "Oh, you're a little smart machine." Just put this on. <laughs> yeah. And not realizing how moist he is. And I feel like this would be a lot more uncomfortable to watch with like a dad than it is to watch with like a mom. But I think so too. That might I just think be so me. too. And I think it's kind of there's a couple of different I mean my dad was in Vietnam. And I think there's like a couple different takes on that thing. There's some people who kind of you know do the whole wormy movie situation, you know, they'll watch things about it. And I think there are people who are like veterans that are like I never want to see any of this crap again. Like stop. Like, y- y'all don't know what you're talking about in Hollywood. Like, I'm never watching this. Like, back off. So I think it also kind of depends on, you know, who's who you're watching it with. Like, who's going to suggest this yeah, like or who you might want to suggest it to. Yeah. So, I mean, if your your dad or your grandpa was, like, served in the, in the in Vietnam, maybe let them take the lead on this one. Yeah, definitely don't suggest this one. Yeah, this maybe not suggest it. No. Just in case. You know, they're, I don't know which side of the fence they're going to be on, so... Yeah, but it's rough. I mean, I've never served. I don't know what it's like. The closest I've ever gotten was playing paintball, and that was horrific enough. Um, so I have no idea what it's like to be in the military. I have no idea what these people went through. I have no idea how it could be, and I can't even imagine how awful all that is. I mean, just like the little bit of drama that I've ever had in my life, I can't even imagine like going through something like this, what this would have been like or what it would do to you. As a person, like physically, mentally, I have no clue. And you know, much respect to everybody that that did it and went through it. So yeah, utmost respect to yeah. anyone who's gone through that. Absolutely, like because like, that's I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. It doesn't matter how many more movies you watch; like you're never no. gonna know. Like, I, I can't never even, even gonna have any kind of clue at all. I can't even watch the movies. Like I can't imagine at all being being in that situation. In that situation. Um, but yeah, I guess we yeah. should just get into yeah, it. Yeah, let's get into our our uncomfortable bits. Uh, we start out pretty early in this one. Um, so six minutes, three seconds in, we get shots of like the, you're you're in you're in his um, apartment. Yeah, I think he's just like in a hotel in Saigon. Okay, he's like in like this a is, base. This is I Martin guess. Sheen. Martin Sheen, sorry, yeah, is in like character. a base, I guess. No, I think he's just in he's the just city. In like a, okay. Yeah, he's, he's just, just kind of he's just hanging out in the city waiting for his assignment. Like he's not on a base at the moment. Oh, okay. He's just waiting. I, I don't quite know yeah. how that works. 
Um, so he's just in a hotel chilling, waiting. Then, you know, kind of goes a little bit weird, gets a little bit funky, and um, then just strips down to his underpants. Yeah. And is doing, like, some weird fight pose things. Yeah, I'm almost not... like he's, you know, practicing some, some taekwondo or something. Yeah, We're like, not really sure. It's like if you took taekwondo and tai chi and, like, combined them, but not in a good way that looks yeah. cool. He, he's he's clearly, I mean, your introduction to his character is kind of just like. He's clearly going through something. He's clearly going through something. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we've got, you know, the whole fight stance thing going on. We've got the whole, like, he's drinking at one point. Yeah, he's just, like, pouring. He's not even drinking. He's just kind of he's pouring, just, like, it pouring it into his mouth. You know, into his mouth. Like, it, it's just. So you meet him this way. Yeah. You meet him knowing that something's kind of already off. It's like him. instantly kind of like off and uncomfortable and just like right. I don't know that I want to be here. And he's just wearing like like little little, um, little, little skivvies. Yeah. Little skivvies. And then there's uh, some gratuitous mirror bashing. Yeah, yeah. He just like straight up like punches the mirror, and then cuts his hand all up, and then rolls over the bed, getting yeah, blood everywhere. Like spears smears the blood in his face. Yeah, and he all like that. sees it on his hand is like my face now. Yeah. So then we get we do end up down to the to nothing at to one nothing point. At one so point. we we do see a little bit of bare ass and some light just, nudity. It's like implied when he like sits on well, the floor. You see a little something, I think. Well well bit. <laughs> so he like sits on the floor and is like I, I don't know guess going to sleep on the floor I think he's just like just chilling for a minute he's just passing out kind of yeah just he's not like going to bed over he's the just edge kinda, yeah. yeah and that so that ends at like 734 but then picks back up again when the people come to give him assi- his assignment uh, they knock on the door mm-hmm. and he's just got a sheet like in front of his waist uh, and then you, he turns around and you can see his whole butt. Whole butt. Whole butt at uh, 8 minutes, 18 seconds to about 8.27. Um, and he's got, like, some really bad tan lines on his butt. Well, I mean... That's true. He's probably <laughs> not worrying about it. No. <laughs> in the situation that he's in. That's very true. I just think it's because his, his, like, leggies are all tan. So I guess he's just, like, chilling in his underpants outside a lot. Well, maybe he's just in the swim trunks or something. Oh, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's, he's doing stuff. He's doing surfing. <laughs> he's going surfing. <laughs> I think he, I don't think he does surf. I think it was surf. just the it's other just guys that surf. Yeah. So if that is the most you're going to see... Of the the moist Martin Sheen that we can we can give you, yeah, yeah. He he is Captain Willard. That is the name of that is his character's name. I know we've been calling him Martin Sheen because it's just easier. It's just but Martin Sheen, guys. <laughs> it's Captain Willard. He's a captain, and uh, they give him his assignment to go find uh, Colonel Kurt. So then he goes to um they, they wake him up because he's kind of wasted. He's drunk and all that other stuff. Yeah, and then I this is something that I find uncomfortable. They like see that he's like all wasted and like drunk and like whatever and he just like flops back down on the bed he's like i'm not doing this blah, blah, blah. and they just like yank him up and stick him in the shower <laughs> just like all right yeah we'll drag you there no choice this, this is what you're doing now if they don't do like a psyche valve or anything they just are like yep uh, well this is what's happening that so, it was deal. 1970 that wasn't really a thing that occurred then it was just like get up go like we're not doing this. We're not really worried about a psyche valve. Like you signed up, we're out. That's Bye. the part that's crazy to me. It's like they don't, they don't worry. They don't care. No, they don't care. They don't care. <sighs> they, well, I mean, think about what else is going on. Obviously, I, they weren't gonna care about a psyche valve. <laughs> I understand 
Yeah, but like that's part of why it makes me angry because they don't seem to like care about these people that are like whatever. It made a lot of people angry. <laughs> <laughs> the lack of caring <laughs> made a lot of people very angry and stalled us. That's just it's so it's so ridiculous yep. to me. Yep. So they t- they drag him off to see a very young and kind of dweeby looking Harrison Ford. So dweeby looking. And they they give him the mission to go get Colonel Kurtz, who's played by Marlon Brando. Amazing, just amazing. The yeah, whole thing is he's amazing. Like so yeah, spooky and so, black. It's just beautiful. Yeah. So he gets dragged off and is like, if this is what you're gonna do, this dude has gone rogue, and uh, you know you gotta go get him. Gotta go get him. So and he goes off on his mission. Yep. The, he's going. He's going down the river. Um. They make it like pretty much down all the way down the river. Then they get to like a a base. Yeah, it's a military base, like, like a, a transportation a base. transportation base mm-hmm. that has like a bunch of supplies. So they're trying to like restock, and they go to this one stand. Like there's there's a big event happening at the base. Right. And we're not sure what that event is yet, but they go to this one stand to like get fuel and stuff, and there are just centerfolds. Just like for sale. Yep. At the stand. Um, yep. Long time before that happens. Between the two uncomfortable moments, that happens an hour, five minutes, twenty four seconds in. Right. So I mean, not that there isn't stuff going on in there. That's right. Just, you it's, know, not super uncomfortable. Yeah. It's just like general uncomfortable <laughs> it's versus just general uncomfortable. That's when we meet, you know, our our surfing friend. That's when we do all that. There's a lot more death. There's a lot more death. <laughs> There's, you know, and I mean, when I say death, I mean, I'm talking about like, you know, people just getting blown up, women, children, whatever, yeah, like dead bodies, bodies lining the streets. Dead There's a guy like holding everywhere. his guts in with the, with a pot lid. Like, yeah. Yeah. And just, yeah. you know, there's just cruelty and all that other stuff is yeah. happening. So I don't think that like, there's nothing going on. This is just like. No. Yeah. There's a lot going on. Like it's not. Right. There's uncomfortable stuff. Just not like, you know, sexy, uncomfortable. Yeah, it's not like stuff that's like, ooh, do I want to be watching this with my mom right now? Right. Um, yeah, so like an hour, five minutes to an hour, six minutes, seven is hour 524 to 607 is when um, they're at the stand with the centerfolds. Centerfolds everywhere. Centerfolds everywhere. Naked boobs. Naked boobs. In the shot. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they don't get far. Like we know. We find so out what the big event is. We find out what the big event is. They go, they get their stuff, and they start to leave, and we find out what our big event is. It's that the Playmate of the Year is coming to, like, do a little make show the, Yeah, the make men. the troops happy. Make them happy. Yeah, give like, them a give little, them a little something. something. They're out here risking their lives. Got to give back. Mm-hmm. Um, so we find out all about that um, an hour, seven minutes, seven seconds. And they they do a show for like three minutes, so like an hour ten fifteen. Yeah, there's no nudity. There's nudity. nothing that happens, but there's some like sexy dancing. Like, they like grind like, up against guns and yeah, stuff. Yeah, gun which grinding, which is pretty uncomfortable. Makes me uncomfortable <laughs> for sure. Really more uncomfortable than than I thought it it was gonna be. But yeah, I didn't feel good watching it. Yeah, no. Um, not <laughs> maybe at that's all. your thing. I don't know. It's not my thing. Um, yeah, so then that happens, and then, of course, the men get a little too rowdy, and then the, the playmates have to be helicoptered away. But you know what? Playmates, thanks for giving back. For real. That was I don't know that you. it was something that I would ever do, so I gotta hand it to you for putting on cute little bikini and, and heading off to the middle of the jungle to go raise the spirits of the troops. Yeah. <laughs> Good on you. Good on you. <laughs> so 
they then get up back on their boat and start to head off again, uh, which prompts one of the men, Chef, I think, to uh, do a little bit show and tell. Yeah. <laughs> he pulls out his centerfold that he has had of the Playmate of the Year back when she was uh, December's Playmate yeah, or something like that. Yeah, I think like this that. is December. And so he, like, shows off his poster, and then they tack it up on the boat, and then like joke about stuff yeah and all so it's just you know some un- inappropriate joking and they, stuff like that they and also call her the c-word which i find fairly uncomfortable but it's not great <laughs> <laughs> that lasts quite a while that's an hour eleven forty-five to an hour 22 even yeah. um and then just the, the posters on the back of the boat for like the whole time yeah, so you're going to see it kind of intermittently, intermittently for, like, the next little while. Just be aware that it's there. It's not really yeah. doing anything. It's very brief when it flashes back and forth. Yeah, so the, just the, the longest time that we saw it was, like, 10 seconds um, at an hour 16.20 to an hour 16.30. Um, and it's just, like, the poster is just there yeah. as other stuff is going on. Yeah. And it, it, even just talking about this, it's all very, like, kind of funny. It's, like, if you're watching this, someone who, like, really is cool with violence but just, like not cool with sex (laughs) these are the parts that are gonna make you uncomfortable that's a really good point and i feel like we do that like a lot in our society it's like violence fine sure had to chopped off whatever blah 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 but like don't show us tits like we can't watch that (laughs) like it's kind of one of those things and it's funny because it's there's something that that colonel kurtz even says like right towards the end before like the big scene happens where he's like yeah they won't let them write fuck on their planes because that's obscene but like they're doing all these other things like that's nuts and that's kind of what we're even talking about right now because i mean plenty of times it's like oh we're fine with watching you know this that or whatever it's all make-believe who cares blah 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 but like don't show us the smut because smut happens in real life all the time and it's like in a movie like this this is also stuff that is you know fairly real like not exactly in this scenario but i mean you know war is definitely a thing and people are getting killed and you know that's all very real too but at the same time we know that what's happening in this movie is not real but like the boobs that we're seeing are so it's like it's very true you know where do we draw the line <laughs> yeah and i think i think part of it is going into a movie like this you're expecting gore right. but you might not necessarily be expecting boobs. like boobs and stuff boobs and wang doodles boobs, boobs and wang doodles and butts and yeah Oh, in that, that one, stuff. we have a little butt in that yeah, one, too, don't we? We get, yeah, we get the, some The one some boat moons the other boat as, yeah. like, hijinks. So, little little oh, mooning little peppered mooning. in there along with your, your naked ladies. You get a couple yeah. of things. So, like there you go. Moon. Just for the ladies out there. <laughs> it's not like <laughs> a cute for moon. The ladies. It's like... <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's not at all. <laughs> um, yes, and then... And they keep on continuing down the river until they get to the home of some Frenchmen. Yeah, there's like a French plantation that's just in the middle of Vietnam that has been in this, you know, French family for God only knows how long. And they stop there because, unfortunately, one of the the men on the boat has been killed. So they give them a place to bury him, which was very nice. It's so sweet. It made me cry a little bit. It yeah, it, it was bad. It was funny because Kat had just said, oh, I love him. It was this Lawrence Fishburne yeah. character. I was like, oh, my God, he's so funny. He's so <laughs> cute. And then, like, it, it was, it was, just, It was a horrible, horrible death, too, because he just got, 
you know, they got some mail, like, you know, da da da. He just got like a letter back from his family, and it was like, well, he had he had a tape that yeah, his mom had made for mom. him, and he's oh listening my God. to I'm it. Like about to this cry was um, Tyrone Mill was his name. They go, he goes by Clean, Mister Clean. Um, and just sweet little, little young, little sweet boy, Lawrence Fishburne, if you can imagine that. He's just um, absolutely adorable. So cute. And Kenna just said, oh, I, he's so cute. I hope he goes on to do great things. And I'm like, uh. I didn't realize <laughs> he does not, he doesn't look the same. Have you seen any of these movies? He doesn't look the same. Because he looks so nerdy and like dorky and like goofy his and career will be fine he looks he just looks so serious and like everything else so it's just, it caught me off guard it caught me off guard that, that was the same yeah, person and she had literally just said that like, and it was like boom dead <laughs> yeah i don't even think like five minutes had gone past and i, I don't like, think so oh i don't think it's so horrible and then they like bury him with like yeah. this tattered flag and yeah like, it was the tattered flag from the boat and there was like whole a whole thing, thing. Oh my yeah gosh, it's and just... then there's just like this long and i'm wondering if this is one of the parts that was cut out um from the regular version, which would have been okay, honestly, because it's it's a fairly long dialogue with the French family about well, that plays into the home, yeah, the theme. whole home going thing, and and, uh, and like they can't leave because this is their home and right. they're staying. Like he's because Martin Sheen asks and they're like, "Why are you staying here? Like, what is?" And he's like, "We have fought in this war. We fought in this war. We fought here. This is our home. We are staying. Right? Like we're not giving it up. We've lost so much. Like we're not losing this." You know, and then conversations about, you know, all white people are the same to these people. They're going to do this. And communism versus socialism. And, and, you know, what are you even fighting for? And it goes into this whole thing about all of that. And, yeah. And and a lot of it's in, like, thick French accent. And you're fairly far into the movie at this point, And you just lost this kid. And you're like, what are we even doing at this dinner table? Like, why are yeah. we having this conversation with this cracking an egg and all this other crap? So I I don't know I kind of lo- I lose it a little bit in this scene I get it, but it's very long. Yeah, and it does lead to another uncomfortable moment. It does because throughout this whole conversation, uh, Martin Sheen's making eyes at this gorgeous French woman across the table. Uh, who then later they go upstairs. Yeah, and, and they're smoking a, a little opium together, and she's talking about how she lost her husband. And she used to do this for him before he died because he was in a lot of pain, I guess. So they do that. And then she's like, there are two sides. I used to tell him, you know, one side that kills and one side that glows. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was really expecting it to be like one side that loves and yeah, it was not that. It was not that. I don't know if it was it grows or glows. I couldn't understand. Thick French accent. Either way. There Either you way. go. It does something nice. It does something nice. And, you know, she says the same thing to Martin Sheen after she takes off her dress. Yeah, she's, she, <laughs> she closes the, like, yeah, sheer um, what do you, It's kind of like a canopy mystery? bed, and it has, like, drapes, like, very sheer drapes sheer. that hang down from the canopy. Like a mesh drape. Yeah. So she, like, goes to, to close. She takes off her dress, and then she, well, she walks closes, around yeah, closing them. Yeah, she closes them. the drapes, and then... Closes yeah. one and then takes off her dress and like full more. frontal nudity. nudity. Yeah, mesh, I still. really thought there was going to be more spice. Yeah, well, like some like some more sustenance. Like yeah. getting ready to mark this one down. It starts at two hours four minutes thirty seven seconds. Uh, we were really expecting some more spice to happen between them, um, but 
it only lasts until two hours five minutes 39 seconds and like the most that she does is she like reaches through the the mesh and like caresses his face i think he kind of caresses her a little bit from yeah. the other side of the mesh yeah but there's like I mean, mutual caressing yeah but not that's, like that's, anything that's it nothing yeah not, not nothing, nothing crazy nothing sexy crazy. time or anything that you have to worry about no it's not very not long. even like really like kisses or anything no. like nothing mm-hmm. yeah yeah. So then they leave the plantation. Yep. They continue on down the river. Yep. There's some more tragedy. Lots of tragedy. <sighs> so much tragedy. <laughs> it's just tragic. Dude, guys, this movie really sucked for me, man. I oh. Um, but we finally get to Colonel Kurtz's camp. Camp? Kingdom. I wouldn't even call it a camp. I think it's like a freaking kingdom. It's like a kingdom it's cult a, commune type deal it's thing. It's just like a massive city. Not even a city. It's like, like a temple almost. There's like situation. a temple and then like tons of people living outside the temple. And there's some statues. And I, I what I've learned throughout some, this is a beautiful country. <laughs> like it's gorgeous and there's tigers there there was a tiger earlier yeah in the, the tiger attack is awesome tiger attack's really there's good there's a it's not like a full attack that just really scared everybody but um yeah, yeah it's just it's a beautiful the, the jungle and the statues and everything there is just it's amazing yeah the temple is so cool and i can only imagine like people that go there now and see everything like it's got to be like really cool to be like a tourist in the area and see all that because i can't even imagine living in you know pennsylvania over here like what that must be like aside from the moisture i can imagine like it must be just amazing to see it must be amazing because the the scenery there was absolutely amazing and i think that the the statues and everything are so cool there was like these giant faces that were carved out of all these blocks and I just think they look so cool. Yeah, and they had like stone lions and stuff. Yeah, like, I just oh, think they look just, really awesome. Really cool. But they get there, and it's the whole shot is just amazing because they have all these guys. I said amazing like eight times. You did. It's okay. That's what this episode is. This movie's amazing. <laughs> this movie is V tragic, but also V tragic, but also amazing at the same time. Like the the shot is they're they're coming up in the boat. What, who, whoever's left of them, right? I think there's three of them left at this point. Chef, uh, Surfer Dude, and Martin Sheen. Yeah, because the captain of the boat has also tragically been tragically killed at been this killed. point. Tries to kill Martin Sheen. Yeah, and, like as he's dying. It's a whole thing. It's not it's a whole cool. thing. Not and cool. they lost their puppy. They found a puppy and lost the puppy. Oh, yeah. Found. We should probably... I, I want to talk about the puppy a little you wanna bit. You want to talk about the puppy? We can talk about the puppy. Let's, yeah, let's I, I briefly want to talk, talk about, about the puppy. The puppy. Um, as they're going down, and we don't have a timestamp for this. No, this is like a generally uncomfortable thing, so we did not timestamp it. Yeah, it happens kind of in between where we are now and the last uncomfortable moment. Like the last movie, we just feel like we have to address this, because it's it's really bad. Because Kat was like wildly upset over I was, because I thought they were going to kill it. Anyway, so it's they're, they're military, and they have protocols that they do. So the captain of the boat is not Captain Martin Sheen, but Captain who is actually driving the boat, um, finds a you know, like a, a junk on the the uh the river. I guess they're called junks. I think that's what he called it. Correct me if I'm wrong. Like another universe boat with like but, um, yeah, with some folks on it. And he's like, We have to check every boat that's floating around out here. Like what are they doing out here? And do Martin Sheen Martin Sheen tries have? to stop him. He's like, We don't need to check it. My orders supersede your orders. Like we're not we don't we're not gonna deal with this. Like, no. Yeah, but and he's like, "This is the protocol. This is what we're gonna do." 
So they get everybody's papers and they're looking at them and they're like, you know what? They're fine. They're cool. Like there's nothing here. They have like vegetables, bananas, like there's rice, like there's nothing. They are who they say they are, like no big deal. And the captain's like, I have protocols. We need to get in there and search. Get in there and search. So he he yells at chef like so yeah. much chef is one of the characters in the in the story he's he wanted to be a chef like that's why they call him that's chef oh well, he is a chef i'm sorry he was a, he's sauc- a saucier a saucier from new orleans and that's like all he wants to do is cook like that's like his life that's all he wanted to do um so he makes him get on there so he gets on there and he's like pushing people around he's looking he's like there's nothing here there's nothing here so there's a a woman who's kind of towards the back of the boat and she's sitting on a yellow barrel and they're like, what's she hiding in there? What is that? And she kind of starts to run. And as she runs, um, some of the other people on the boat start firing. They just panic and start firing because they don't know what's happening. They don't know what she's running from. Does she have a bomb? Does she have grenades? Does she have firearms? What's in there? What's going on? Yeah. So they freak out and they kill like everybody on the everybody boat. Everybody on the boat. It's Except, well, we'll get into that. Yeah. So then it's like, you know, well, what what did she have in there? What was the deal? So Chef goes to, like, open the thing. It's like, you want to know it was so bad, what she was running from? It was this. And he pulls out the cutest little puppy. This cutest little, like, yellow Labrador puppy. It's so cute. Oh, my God. fluffy. It, it has, like, all the puppy fur. Like, it is, it is so It is cute. a fresh baby. Like, it not is, even like, done bacon old. yet. It's oh so cute. It is adorable. And you just want to smell all this stupid thing. And they're like, oh, my God. So then... There's, like, a mild fight over the puppy because Chef was, like, trying to keep the puppy. But then the surfer dude, Lance, grabs the puppy away. So there's, like, and mild like puppy, puppy squealing. puppy, like, squealed. <laughs> and I, I legit thought that Lance did, like, wanted to throw the puppy overboard. Like, I thought he was going to be like, no, we can't have this puppy. I think and he was just feeling super guilty because he was one of the ones that fired on the people, like, when he freaked yeah. out. And I think he just wanted the puppy to be, like, to raise the puppy to, like, feel better. To, like, right. say, well, okay, at least I can do this. That that makes sense. I it think just, that's what it, it what really it was scared me to because be. it kind point, of felt a little bit like he was crazy and he was just gonna throw the puppy. Yeah, because Lance is like demonstrating some crazy things. <laughs> Did he already trip acid? No, he didn't. That comes didn't later. Didn't do the acid yet, but because remember he takes the puppy with him that's <laughs> into right. a war zone. <laughs> into he a war takes, zone. Into like the worst war he's zone. Like, he takes the so, puppy. <laughs> yeah, he's, they take the puppy. Then they find out the woman's still alive, and then Martin Sheen like kills her. Yeah, caps her right in the head. Like because they're like, we need to take her to the next place and like get her to a hospital that's her protocol she's wounded she's not dead and he's like she is now <laughs> like <laughs> it, uh, oh, hey. uh, so i mean the whole it would this was like a good what like 10 minutes maybe of just like super uncomfortable like puppy fighting like no one wants to see a puppy getting pulled back and forth or hear a puppy cry like ever ever <laughs> it really upset me i mean and it it's so it's so dumb because you're like you're seeing all these dead bodies like I mean literally we're like knee deep in dead bodies at this point if not like hip deep or like neck deep in dead bodies like the entire time and this you know all these people on the board got killed but like what really gets you is when the puppy cries when they're like pulling it back and forth between the two of them you're like oh my god the puppy and then uh you know then Martin Sheen caps this poor woman in the head which is yeah. just amazingly tragic and he's like yeah I know the men will never look at me the same way like yeah no they no, won't they will lie Marjean like you know what no um so anyway the puppy goes with uh with Lance our little surfer dude Lance then trips acid and takes the puppy into a war zone yeah because they they meet up with Martin Sheen's contact 
at a, the last military base before they go completely inland and, and it, there's nowhere else for them to go. And the the guy that is just like, ah, thank God you're here because I'm getting the hell out of here. And he's like, yeah, because it's under attack at the moment. What like, did he say? Like you're you're in the asshole of the world or yeah, something? Yeah, you're in you're in the world's <laughs> asshole or something like that. Oh, I guess we're like, I'm so glad to see you because I can leave now. If I can find my way out of here, I'm gone. And it's like everybody's like coming up to them, like, hey, take us home. We want to go. And it's just like this weird. Like that's probably the most surreal part is i think where they're going through that that scene yeah they're at the, they're the bridge kind of and martin sheen and lance go um through and just have the boat you know meet them on the other side and lance has the puppy in his jacket and they're just kind of going through like running into these guys there and and having like these bizarre conversations yeah. and interactions with them it's really weird because it it's feels like so some of it's, surreal. It feels like some of it's in like slow motion almost, yeah, but then like it's not weird in slow motion. Music playing, yeah, and just like very strange things that and happen. Martin Sheen keeps trying to ask where the commanding officer is, and like one person's like, "Oh, you're the commanding yeah. officer, ain't it you?" Yeah, <laughs> and then like, what the hell? You're a captain, <laughs> like you're not in charge. Like, come on. And then um, they're going through like a little bit more, and they find like this really whack guy um do you remember his name with the tiger stripe gun oh uh, roach roach yes yeah. exactly and they're and then roach they ask roach they're like hey uh where's the commanding officer and or he's like do you know where the commanding officer is or who the commanding officer is and roach is just like yep and walks, and walks away, away. <laughs> um and i'm and spent done. and so that's it so yeah, and then like they're, I don't they're, think they're, they're, they ever do find no the commanding. Yeah, and next thing you know, they're back on the boat. Back, yeah, they're back on the boat. They keep yeah. going. Um, yeah. Then the captain of the boat dies, yeah. and then in that whole kerfuffle, yeah, the puppy disappears. Disappears. We don't see the puppy die. We don't see the puppy Thank fall overboard. Goodness, because I, I don't think I could have stood it. Would have been in, in pieces. <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah. yeah so we don't know what happens to the puppy. Maybe he swims ashore and lives a full life in Cambodia. He might do because at this point they're going to Cambodia. They're like even not even Vietnam anymore. They're yeah, they're like in Cambodia. So yeah, may, we'll just assume that the puppy washes ashore and lives a full happy and life. lives a full happy life in a nice village somewhere where they feed him chicken and he just is so happy. Just so happy. I'm gonna assume that's what happens. Maybe he becomes a wild dog. Yes, and just takes care of himself. Yeah. He's a good boy. He's a good boy. So uh, that's what happens to the puppy, hey. as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> so. All right. So where are we now? So any, oh, anyway, bringing anyway, us all the way forward back. back to where we were, where they, they, they come upon yes. uh, Colonel Kurtz's temple, temple shrine, shrine thing. thing. And that the, the boat is coming Church. up. And there's just all these people that have, like, white mud just, like, all over them. And they're all standing yeah. in these canoes. And they're standing there, just tons of them everywhere. And like, pr- and three people per canoe, yeah. all the way across the river, and yeah. maybe like two or three canoes. And deep. then there's like steps, kind of on a temple behind them, and there's the like people just all the way up on the steps. Yeah. And so the canoes parts they can get through, yeah. but like all of these people that are like surrounding them on these steps and like on either side of the well, river. Well, Martin Sheen is like, the plan is we're just gonna go forward slowly and keep your hands off your guns. Yeah. And as they go forward, the people just part, and then they just close in back behind them. So it's like, we'll let you in, but, like, you're not really going to get yeah, out. No. So it's just kind of that's the message. And they, they go up there, and they meet the crazy, crazy man, um, the Dennis Hopper. <laughs> they 
there's like some kind of wild photographer. He's like, I'm an American. And behind him on the the brick or the stone wall, it says our motto, Apocalypse Now. And that's spray painted on there. Where you see the title of the film for the first time. (laughs) So we're like two hours in, two hours and change in (laughs) before you even see it. So, which is wild. It's wild. So as he's like saying, oh, the f- the photographer is yeah. saying like, oh, I'm an American citizen. I'm an American citizen. Like, hey guys, like, boop, boop, boop. Do you? Oh, these guys are creeping you out. Just turn on your sirens and they'll go away. They yeah. do that. They go away. Which is wild too. Right? Crazy. Wild. Um, but like as all this half is happening, like in the background, there is a dead body hanging from a tree, slowly turning. And not wearing pants, so you no, do so see is a, a um, wang doodle. Yep, there is male genitalia and a butt, butt and a wang doodle, just like slowly rotating <laughs> behind this. So not only is it wang doodle and butt cheeks, it is theoretically deceased wang, wang doodle, doodle and butt, butt cheeks, cheeks covered in so, blood. Yeah, just really, just really uncomfortable. Nasty and gross. So that's yeah. that's like two hours sixteen minutes in, and we didn't really put a time. It's like maybe a minute. Yeah, of it's, it just kind of hanging not, out there. It's not super long, but it's also not super short. Yeah, it feels longer than it is. Yeah. Yeah. Just and it's just like. It. Just spinning. Spinning. And you, you don't, because they cut, like, it's only in certain shots that you see it. So you, you really are maybe, like, in total seeing yeah. it for maybe a second. Yeah. So and I'm going to assume this was, like, a real actor that they hired to do this and was just kind of, like, rigged to a harness up. somewhere just with his drunk in the wind. Just, like, just, like covering <laughs> fake blood. Yeah, yeah, just, like, spinning in a tree. Yeah. Like, it's so wild. So wild. uncomfortable. Like this poor gentleman. I hope he got paid well. (laughs) For reals. Um, For us to talk about it 40 years later. (laughs) Gosh, because, yeah, everyone is so young in this so much. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, you know, this, well, what do we say? It was like 1979 this movie came out. So, I mean, yeah. (laughs) They would have been pretty young. (laughs) I was too. All right, right, so so then they go into the camp, uh, everyone but Chef, who stays on the boat, and Martin Sheen's like, if I don't come back in 10 hours, call for an airstrike on everything. Yeah, the idea is if he's not back by, like, 10p, like, we're gonna just airstrike, just bomb the whole freaking thing, because we're done. We're, We're just done here. Like, I don't know what else to do. Yeah. Um, but... That doesn't happen. No. They're there for way more than 10 hours, but... Um, yeah, Lance, go- Lance goes with him. Lance goes with him. I feel Lance like... Lance goes with him and just joins the vibe. Yeah, I feel like wherever Lance is, he's just vibing at this point. Like, he yeah. doesn't care if he's in the middle of the war zone. He was, like, tripping balls. He was just, like, vibing out. When he was, like, on the boat, he's just tripping balls, vibing out. He's in this weird temple shrine thing with like all these cult followers and he's just like going native. He's like in a loincloth, like, Hey man, whatever. <laughs> like I'm going to hang out with the kids. I'm going to do, what are you guys going to do? I'm doing it too. Yeah. woo! And like wherever somebody tells him to go, I feel like he just he goes just and goes. vibes from the time that he like paints his face on. Yeah. He's just yeah. At one point it. he just puts a bunch of camo paint on his face. And For, like, I think no like reason. that's his turning point. Yeah. He's just like, that's him kind of just like turning Becoming in. Becoming native. And like, that's it. Like there's, yeah. and again, like no going home for Lance. Like he's, you know, not the cute little surfer boy anymore. Like he's just gone. He's gone. He's just gone. He's just, he's only there to do what people tell him to do at this point. Yeah. But, um, so that doesn't happen. 
because while Lance is with him, uh, and Martin Sheen gets like caught and like hung up, and like is pretty much being tortured, basically. Well, he's in a bamboo cage, like a narrow. He's in a cage at first, like but super then narrow like, bamboo cage. He starts out, and then, well, he has the whole conversation with with, with Colonel Kurtz. Colonel Kurtz, yes. Like, and they finally meet, which is the big thing. So it's Marlon Brando just looking terrible, just like <laughs> laying there. He's like, this whole place smells like slow death. It smells like malaria and nightmares, which is just amazing. Here we go again. Um, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's just such like a, it's, you can almost imagine what that smells like. Just malaria and slow death. You could just imagine the, the, the heat and the, the smell and just the, the oppressive, humidity of it and just the, the the horrible just kind of almost claustrophobic atmosphere that it is he's not feeling. a candle i want to buy from right a- yeah malaria <laughs> malaria and slow death is not gonna be yankee candles next big hit <laughs> <laughs> so they have the whole conversation where they meet each other and the whole thing and you know crazy photographer guy who's like popping in and out and is like you know what because crazy photographer guy has like a deep respect for colonel kurtz oh he's a convert he's a convert completely like it's because he talks like bad about him but it's also like oh my god i love him but it's also like he's kind of crazy but i love him yeah it's like oh yeah all the heads around here you're looking at all the heads he goes a little crazy sometimes but he has to it's okay (laughs) so you know he's like you know what if you if he didn't want you you'd be dead Right, And exactly. that's kind of the vibe for Martin Sheen. So he does get light torture, bamboo, light cage, torture, bamboo cage, hung up by like his arms. by his arms. And like, and like a cord around his neck, but like sitting kind of. his legs are kind of like tied to a plank, so he's like sitting. Yeah. And uh, while he's in this neck to the wall, legs tied to a board position, uh, Chef's head is just plopped in his lap. Yeah. Well, you see um, the colonel is just kind of standing there, again with the, the, camouflage, the camouflage face, face paint, paint, which is kind of indicative of like something is happening happening. like i've made a change and just kind of like drops chef's head in his lap so like that's the last because chef was back in charge of the radio and now that's gone that's gone you're on your own dude because lance has gone native and chef's dead now so your last communication point is gone so what are you going to do you're on your own to make your choice right yes that's just we don't have that listed because it's just like a general uncomfortable thing again but I definitely feel like we needed to touch on that because that's pretty intense. Yeah, it was very intense. Yeah. Yeah. Martin Sheen didn't feel great about it either. His character just didn't feel too hot <laughs> about having it happen. He wasn't. He was His less than pleased. His like, freaked out. That was, was the most freaked out you see he's of like the captain. The he's calm, cool, collected not. character the entire time. Yeah. He does not get, like, he gets weird, but he doesn't get upset. Yes, he gets kind of like stoic, upset, like yeah, anger, but like yeah, he he doesn't yeah. yeah this was like I'm upset now, <laughs> screaming. This is not okay. We've we've gone past okay. Like flicking his legs, trying to get the head yeah. off of his lap, yeah. and like all this stuff. We've gone past okay. Um, yeah, and then so light torture ends for the captain, you know, and he's like, yeah, I was free to walk around. The colonel knew I wasn't going anywhere. Yeah, he's so. basically just living there now. Yeah. So then it's like, you know, make your choice. What are you going to do? Are you going to, you're going to stay with this? You're going to kill him like you're supposed to? Like, where are you going to draw the line? Are you well, going to, what side are you going to land on? Right. And he comes to the realization that Colonel Kurtz wants to be killed. Right. 
he's like he can he's like I he just wants to go out like a soldier on his feet on his feet and he's like the the jungle wants him like everyone wants him to die even he wants himself to die and the jungle wants him to die and that's who he takes his orders from the jungle no yeah. one else so he's jungle. committed he's committed and we see some really cool cinematography here it's so, like the, really cool it is the coolest cinematography I can't even it, it and this is why I say even if this isn't your bag like if you if you love movies <laughs> like it's something to see because the the way that this is done is just it's something you gotta see you know the way that this i, I can't even describe it like you have to i mean i can but it won't do it justice i guess that's the no, best way the, to, to say so it is now martin sheen's time to don the face paint yeah he blends in with the jungle then you get some really cool things where he like takes some people back off into the shadows to do like a a stealth kill which just looks so cool it really does look cool i mean it's awful but it looks yeah for for real yeah um and then we have a last general uncomfortable moment which we did timestamp down right Uh, and this is it's a general uncomfortable thing but it's also something that like I find especially uncomfortable. So it's bad. I definitely want to make sure that you guys know <laughs> about it. It's real bad. <laughs> um, because, like, in this final death scene where Martin Sheen's going up to kill Colonel Kurtz, uh, they're also having this ceremony outside where everyone is distracted because they are... They're sacrificing, they're sacrificing a, water a water buffalo. I'm assuming they're going to eat it, but I'm not sure. It's, for, it's either for religion or food or, or, or both. Or both, Yes. And the, it's, uh, we, we, we looked it up because it looked pretty real. And yep, it is a real water buffalo. What they kill, it's pretty bad. Yeah, it's, it's pretty gruesome. So absolute animal cruelty. Yeah. Here. Even if it was fake animal cruelty, I think it's, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. <laughs> but it, they, it, like, apparently it's not, so. Immediately just hack into it and like it's, they go halfway through its neck. And these guys right. have like thick boy necks. So this is like juxtaposed with him kind of striking down the colonel and this water buffalo is also getting struck Which down. Which is like a whole so, like, metaphor. If you have issues with animal cruelty, 100% respect. Don't watch it. But understand that this is also kind of the climax of the film it's so the, it, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate that the two of them are tied together and that it's a it's real, real thing yeah. instead of just like a fake like a thing fake that thing. you could or an implied thing that you could kind of get through right. which but, you know i understand cinematically why it's done but i certainly don't advocate animal cruelty i'm hoping not by any means that at least if this was in this part of the world they were going to use the buffalo for a real purpose like food or and it wasn't something. just done for this I would, you know probably i didn't research it to be honest and if anybody knows feel, please feel free to reach out and, and hopefully that's the case is that it was used properly yeah you know that this the sacrifice was useful i just researched it to the point to find out if it was real if it was and real and they were like really oh. sad <laughs> Yeah, so no. it, it is a real buffalo, and yeah. in our extended version, this happens at two hours forty eight minutes fourteen seconds to two hours forty nine minutes fifteen seconds of just flashing back between them slicing into this buffalo and Martin Sheen slicing at uh, Colonel Kurtz, which yeah. is super cool and thematic and like has this whole metaphor meaning, but it's also it's very also tragic, wildly sad. So um, yeah. There you go. So that that kind of is the final thing, and then you just have you know the colonel dying there on the floor, and you know the horror, and then Martin Sheen walking out of the the, the temple, face yeah. painted, chest dripping in blood. Yeah, 
And, you know, everybody just kind of, like, kneels down, and then they stand they up. drop their guns. guns and he just grabs Lamp, and he's like, we're going home. Yeah. Or somewhere. Because <laughs> I don't think they can yeah. go home after there that. There is no home anymore. There is no home anymore, but they're going to go somewhere. So, And I, and I think that's even because he's going out on the boat, and the the base is checking in, you know, every so many hours. Like, yeah. hello, hello, are you there? And, and he just turns radio off, yes. and he's like, yeah, we're done. He just grabs Lance and is just gets on the boat and they just yeah. sail off. They just flick that radio off and they're just yep. like, nah, it's not gonna happen. And just, it just kind of reminded me of um of Jaws, which we just watched, where Quint smashes the radio. Yeah, where Quint's like, no, we're in this for the long haul now, guys. Now. Like, and again, you know, Quint's not gone home either. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it no. all kind of the circular nature circular of all nature things. things. Nobody's going home this weekend. So there you go. <laughs> So that's Apocalypse Now. Um, yep. After that's, that, the screen just cuts to black, and, yeah, uh, and then, the, you, then your, you finally get the title you scene. Get, you get your end credits. You yeah. know, so, and that's what it is. Amazing film. I would say overall, this overall is like, quality. This is an very eight out of good. ten for me. This is an eight out of ten. This is a, a fantastic movie. Is it a movie that I want to throw on every now and again? No. Um, this is not a fun movie. This is not a feel-good time. I don't feel great having watched it, but I'm glad that I did. So I would say an 8 out of 10. Yeah. Solid, maybe even higher, but I'm going to say just because the the water buffalo, I got to I gotta take points off. <laughs> See, I would say 8.5 just for cinematography, taking a half point off for the water buffalo. Then I'm going to take uh, – I want to take two whole points off because I just hate so mad and sad but i'll only take i'll only take one point off so i'll say seven out of ten i don't think this was terribly uncomfortable to watch with my daughter i'm gonna rate this one pretty low i mean the whole thing is uncomfortable in general but i think anybody would be uncomfortable watching it because it's supposed to be uncomfortable yeah the uncomfortable with a a sibling or a parent or or a child or a grandchild, whatever, I think that's not too much. I think that's kind of overshadowed by all the other grimness that yeah. goes on. It almost gets lost. So I would rate this one maybe like a three or a four. General uncomfortable, I'd go like a nine. But for the specific things that we're rating it on, yeah, yeah, I'd go like a three maybe. Oh, yeah, I'd give it like a nine or a ten for like oh. how icky it made me feel. Oh, in my general. God. Like all the time. Like 9.5. Yeah, just like starting out, you feel horrible. I can't imagine it getting much, much worse. Oh, it'll get worse. there are worse ones out there. <laughs> it'll it's definitely so, worse. Yeah, like, no, definitely like worse. But um, for what we're rating it on, I would say probably like a three. Like the most that – and again, it could just be because we're we, we're, we're us. Um, but the yeah. most that you see is like – tits yeah, and stuff yeah occasional that. tits there's no there's no actual doesn't really sex. bug me the the main uncomfortable a little thing bit of full frontal nudity the like, main uncomfortable eh. thing that got me was the the playboy bunnies grinding up against those guns yeah that was so weird and it, it wasn't even like totally sexual it was no. just like what they were doing it was just like Bleh. yeah it just <laughs> was soups uncomfy i don't dig it i don't um, want to see this like i don't know. like yeah. i guess i i like again good on you girls for showing up and making the men happy like making the troops giving them a little something but yeah, it would just it's not for me, not yeah, for me. So I have no, no no disrespect for the Playboy bunnies if that's what y'all want to do. It's just gun grinding just isn't my thing. No, not to no, kink I, shame anybody. I know but, no. that it's some people's thing, but it's really not, <laughs> it's mine. not mine. So yeah, that kind of uncomfortableness. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it's terribly uncomfortable as far as that. No, but, yeah, yeah, like a three. Again, generally uncomfortable. Yeah, it's it's, it's pretty bad. 
that's horrible. I think there are other <laughs> some other war movies that I can make you watch later. Don't make me watch any more war movies. Not for, I, I not think for a little every, bit. Every July we have to do a war <sighs> movie. Some, something about America. Guys, July's might be my uh, least favorite month of the year. <laughs> something, something from America. Something from, Mar- something something, from America. Something from America. You know, got to talk about America. Gosh, July's going to suck from now on after <laughs> doing that. Pride month's <laughs> over, and then we're starting to watch war movies. Ugh. Oh, just one. Just one. We're back to our normal junk. Wow. Junk for August, so there you go. Not not junk. Everyone is a gem, but I think we're trying trying to keep it it a wide variety. So this is a complete departure from last month's because we have range. We have range now. We have range, and we can appreciate all kinds of different films. So that was Apocalypse Now. Apocalypse Now. Uh, The final cut. And the final time Cat will ever watch it. I don't know that I would recommend it. I, it's not something that I would want to watch again, but I do think it has a good audience. So, yeah, there's definitely people who would really enjoy it. I'm just not one of those. If you are into movies, I think this one is not to be missed. I think it's worth the watch, but be prepared to be angry and sad for the rest of the day. You will be angry and sad for the rest of the day, and I think that's on purpose. I agree. <laughs> I think I just don't like it. This movie definitely has a point of view, and I think it's very clear. So, I loved it. Cat uh, hated I think, it. I think people are starting to shoot fireworks. People are starting to shoot fireworks. Murica. Murica. Happy birthday, um, Murica. It is 2023, so you're you're getting up there. You're <laughs> getting long in the tooth, but you know what? It's okay. Still, still here for it. It's okay. It's okay. So 247 years today. Wow, good math. Well, I was born in 1975, so it's only, it's pretty easy. The bicentennial oh. <laughs> was when I was one, so I can do it pretty easily. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. That's, I mean, it sounds impressive, but it's not. Anybody born in 1975 or 1976, the math is super easy. <laughs> um, I think next week we might be doing something special. Or next, not next week, next month. Next month, we are going to try and do something special. Uh, we have a lot to do in July, but August, I think, is going to be a nice rest month for us. So we're going to try, try July, and do something a yeah. little bit special. July and October are busy months between Blobfest and Halloween, our two biggest holidays. Yep. I'm really hyped for next month. If we can get it done, it's going to be some it's, of my, it's, my favorites. So I'm really excited. It is one that I'm very much looking forward to i know and it'll have a lot more inappropriate moments in it yes too. for sure it's gonna be a lot more uncomfortable to watch this one not so much but i think it was important to do i stand by my choice i i concur i think this i it's i do agree film. it was an important film and it was an important one to do i just don't like war movies i'm sorry guys <laughs> i'm really sorry america 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 um shout outs we have yeah, shout, shout outs out. for the mahoning driving again yep absolutely driving. amazing grady hendrix absolutely love you please go check out his books uh, yeah. my favorite is horror store but that's because i love ikea it's uh, a great you you can't really go wrong with any of them my favorite was Pro- will probably oh oh that firework was really close it was Jeez. right it was in our street i could see the the smoke <laughs> <laughs> sorry um, guys yeah, see more more as hell that's I a different movie but still jumped. i love i love the smell of napalm in the evening <laughs> um, no napalm is terrible i don't love the smell of it at all 
Um, not that I've ever smelled it, but I imagine anyway. it's gross. Anyway, um, yeah, shout out to Grady Hendrix. Um, my the best only- friend's exorcism is my favorite because it's the first one I read, and it's just because I, I really feel it. It feel it in my soul. That is my very close second favorite. The- shout out to the Colonial Theater again. Where we just saw Jaws. And every time, because uh, every time that we record, it's just when we come back from seeing something there. So always a shout out if you guys are right. And this is Blobfest Month. Blobfest. So- this is coming out on the day of the runout, I think. Yeah, I think okay. yeah. If I do my math correctly, yeah, I think it is the day oh. of the runout. So, as this is coming out, we will be running out of the historic colonial theater, trying to escape the blob because it's going to be coming for us in our cute little 1950s inspired attire. So, Sorry, shout guys. out to Blobfest. My headphone disconnected. Oh, are you okay? I can't hear anything. I can stall. Stalling. Blue moon. Okay, so oh, never mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yes we're very excited for Blobfest. that is why we were busy um i do the costume contest every year and we are working hard trying to get that together yep so shout out to them i shout guess i can to... tell you guys what i'm doing i'm doing the the uh, sadako from the ring this year very exciting stuff because by the time that it comes out it'll be that day it'll and be that time. y'all can't steal my idea <laughs> Um, we'll post some pics, we'll post on, some pics. Our, on our Insta and, and such and our socials. Speaking of socials, speaking of socials, we are at Don't Look Podcast, all one word on pretty much everything. Um, no apostrophe in the T because it, they won't allow apostrophes. And we're not on Twitter because we don't Twitter. care for it. No, but we're on Instagram, Facebook. Yeah, Instagram, Facebook. We have a TikTok. We've TikTok. only posted one video. It's not very good. Don't watch it. Watch it. <sighs> we'll post more. We'll post more. We'll post more when we figure out how to do that good. <laughs> um, our Gmail people. is don't look podcast at Gmail. Oh, we didn't do all of our shout outs. Our Gmail is don't look podcast at gmail.com. Uh, shout outs that we did not mention. Shout outs as credits, I guess. Our music is done by. I forgot his name. Oh, but Marshall. Marshall. (laughs) By Marshall uh, Goodman. Thank you so much. I very much love it. It's wonderful. Um, Our intro is done by Chuck, uh, a.k.a. Dash Daring, who you can see at Blobfest every year if you make it down this way. He is one of the main hosts that we have. He hosts the costume contest, and uh, he's an awesome guy. I will get a picture of him for the gram as well. Yeah. Maybe maybe you and your costume. The, yeah. The, the dash selfie that the you dash, get. I do an annual dash <laughs> selfie. Um, it normally is my phone background for at least a month. It's my favorite. And shout out to the borough of Phoenixville for doing their fireworks two days before the 4th of July. <laughs> Woo. Like, as we're trying to record. As we're trying to record. But I love this down. I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. No. The borough of Phoenixville is absolutely wonderful. Um, shout out to you guys. And I think that's it. I think that's it. So I guess uh, the only thing I can say is uh, if you're ever lost in the moist jungle trying to track down a crazed rogue military colonel who has built a whole secret society and is just like chopping off heads at random, the best thing I can tell you is just don't look. Listen. Thank you.
Longest intro we've ever done. I think this is just so terrible. We can try again. This is so bad. Do we want to try again? Yeah, get rid of this. Try one more time. This is very bad. This is very bad.